It's Thursday, January 21st, 2021. What? It's been like a year since I've done one of these. So let's do another. So, I was really excited to do this, and I've actually recorded it a couple times, but this week has turned out to be an emotional Nomi roller coaster, and uh, let me tell you why. So, my, my, I don't know, a few days ago, Sunday night, um, I decided that I was going to officially move over to Nomi 6. I was, I was ready. It was ready. So I exported my data from Nomi 5, imported it into Nomi 6, and I was like, you know, Brandon, you don't have any backup, you don't have any syncing, you don't have any means of getting your data out of here, so if you screw it up, it's not good. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, now it's time for me to go and finish my concept of the Nomi Hub, which I've proven out. I have my Hub app running it syncs. It's great. So I'm like, now I just needed to connect to it, you know, through the real world, through the production. You know, there's a domain that's out there for Nomi Six, <clears throat> and I'm gonna, and it's, and I'm gonna do it. So I connect, and I get this weird error. It's like you're not allowed to do that. Eh, paraphrasing. And I'm like, huh. I was like, well, it works everywhere else, but my iPhone. And then I'm like, let me go check the iPad. Sure enough, same message on the iPad. And then uh, I go and I do a search for that specific error. And it's a new little feature from iOS. A good one. God damn it. Um, That basically means you cannot have secure website, which HTTPS. You can't have one of those, including or communicating with a non-secure website http and so that's a problem and it's a problem because the whole concept here was that you weren't going to need blockstack to have your data out in the cloud that you could actually run your cloud at your house that you could have the Nomi Hub running as an application on one of your computers, and every time you're on the network, it's going to start syncing your data in real time. And it works great, uh, except for now in iOS. And and what sucks is because this is how I kind of did it back in iOS or Nomi 1, Nomi 2. Um, I can't remember if Nomi 3 had couch. I don't remember. But um, that's a problem. So I have been moping and it was all right because work got busy. And uh, so I just have kind of been in a slump. And then, uh, then I guess, was it last night? Maybe two nights ago? I was like, okay, well, the, the holy grail this whole time with Nomi 6 is to be able to create, and from the very first post of Nomi 6, was to be able to create an adapter for PouchDB that basically saved the data to um, uh, to, to your block stack. And I have been fighting and fighting and fighting <laughs> trying to get that damn thing to work. There's this guy who wrote um, what's called uh, Gaia Down. And Gaia Down, without getting too nerdy here, but Gaia Down, basically the whole concept of it is there's a whole ecosystem 
for this thing called Level. And Level is a database kind of thing, I guess. I, I'm kind of new to it. Um, <clears throat> but they have, they have a bunch of different adapters, and you can build kind of your own database, if you will. And so he built a Level Down for Gaia Hub, and which is what Blockstack technology is called, where your data is getting saved into the cloud. It's encrypted, but still under your control. Gaia Hub is the, the technology that makes that happen. And this, this so this, so this dude wrote the the you know basically making it so so level down could communicate to Gaia Hub, and so then some you know now that that that's there. Well, PouchDB, which is what Nomi Six was going to use can communicate with level down or use a level down adapter if you will and so after a ton of just trial and error because again there's no documentation on any of this stuff and you know it's very i i am being realistic here when i say it's most likely not gonna work i don't believe it's actually going to work because um the way i have nomi six kind of planned is that I don't want this like chunked storage. I want it to be every note has its own ID, has its own record. And I want that because it's going to make it so it, it it's so it's going to be much more atomic. I don't even know if that's the right fucking word. But it's going to make it a lot safer than having, you know, all your data stored in a day or a week or a month. Um and so anyway, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. But nevertheless, here's my point. My point is, is that it's working. And every time I'm like, it's not going to work. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But I will tell you that I'm going to go find out because I've got 60,000 records that I'm going. OK, so here's why I think it might work. Sorry, I'm, I'm kind of pumped because I can't believe that it's actually working. I've literally been fighting this thing for. <sighs> 40, 50 hours trying, and I and I run away. I go to it. And I'm like, I'm going to get it this time. I'm going to set up a new project. I'm going to make it. I'm going to install this shit. I'm going to follow everything. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to pull in all the level ups and level downs and this and this and that, and I'm going to make it work. And then I just run away because it just fails, and I close it all down. I say, fuck it. And I come back. I'm persistent. That's I'm not smart, but I'm persistent. Um, and so anyway, we got... It's 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 actually working, and I've got Firefox over here, and I've got Chrome over here. They both are have uh, connected to Blockstack, and they're reading and syncing from Blockstack. And why I think this might work, um, because again, what I do is I no matter what problems I run into, I'm going to try to figure out the the flow like water kind of approach, right? I want to figure out the least resistance. So if that means I have to change the way the product works, I'll change the fucking way the product works. Um, why I think it might work is that this is using Blockstack as a sink storage and not as the main one. Sorry, let me get, let me get a sip of my coffee here. It's the main 
the, because if this was going to be the main storage where when the app loads up, it's got to read, you know, it's got to go look at the index. It's got to go see what's changed. It's got to go load up every single event that's happened, you know, today, which now instead of it being, you know, um, uh, uh, a week's worth of data being loaded in one chunk, and now it's going to be every event. So that would be like pretty intense. Um, but that's all going to be local. And if that's all local, then it's going to be fast. It's going to be fast as fuck. So that's cool, and that's going to work. And then when you go and you try to hit something and save it, it's then going to try to sync, and it's going to try to send it to Blockstack, and it may or may not work. Now, here's the one downside to this whole thing. Restoring from Blockstack or taking my 60,000 records and making that sync to Blockstack is going to be a very long process. And I think, unfortunately, it's going to be like it was in Nomi 2, where it took like an hour to do it, because it's got to make basically 60,000 and plus time times probably 1.5, I don't know, some number, um, requests. And, okay, but if, if so so if that works... This is the holy grail, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of having a decentralized, uh, a, a, a man. This could be really, really exciting. <clears throat> and the and the main reason is is again. So if you don't know what Blockstack really offers developers like me, is it gives us the ability to say, hey, you can go create an account. I don't need to know any of this. Like I don't want any of this. I don't need to know any of it. Uh, go create an account and, and here they make it so it's real, you know, make it pretty easy for you to integrate it. And you can then read files, write files, delete files, and list files. And that's it. That's all you get into storage, uh, in, in the stacks store. They've rebranded to stacks. So it's going to, you'll hear me screw that up a lot. Um, but that's what you get in the storage. Now, what's great about it though, is it's absolutely encrypted. Right by your account by default, everything you put in there and and read read and write from there is going to be encrypted. Uh, it also has the ability to say, "Hey, here's another user's um, you know ID on Blockstack. Go and encrypt it for them, and then they can go and they can actually read it." And and you you know so there's there's a lot of really cool things that you can do with that for Nomi, since there's really no social sharing or whatever yet. Maybe I I'm going to lean into this uh, Blockstack thing a little bit more now that I've got this. Uh, pouch thing kind of working um the the so again the, the biggest problem is, is when you're dealing with something like nomi that has again i've got sixty thousand notes is you have to ultimately kind of build your own little hodgepodge no sequel like database um on top of this kind of generic read write and uh, read write delete kind of file system thing and I did it, you know, my storage, my storage class is pretty, is pretty good, especially if I would have implemented the one that I did for um, my other app, Belly Lint. But the, the, sorry, kind of <laughs> lost track there. Um, anyway, so the, the whole, the whole point, ah, damn, I, I lost that track. We're going to leave it. We're going to let it go. Bye-bye. See you later. Thought, um, the whole point being here is that I think we have a really solid potential for Blockstack being a sync for PouchDB, 
I'm going to call it like pouch stacks or stacked pouches. I don't know, something. And if we have that, that's that's where we're going, is that we now have kind of a, um, a, re, a no-sequel because, again, all of the heavy work's going to happen and the, and the indexing and the searching and all of that will happen in the client, on your, on your hardware. Um, and so, so really any of the changes, though, to the read-write part of the data gets pushed to, to Blockstack. And so then, worst-case scenario, you lose your phone or whatever, you install Nomi again, and you go and you set up another sync, and you're going to connect Blockstack, and it's going to start syncing. And it's going to start it's going to read and write and read and write and read and write. And it's going to give you all of your data back. It's going to take a little while. Um, but I think that's going to be okay. And, and I still have the opportunity to do the Nomi Hub. But with the Nomi Hub, it's going to be a different, uh, a different problem. And part of that problem is going to be now is that that Nomi Hub, when you install it, is going to need to be able to run a server on your network and get a secure domain, HTTPS, colon, slash, slash, my home, something. So any developers that are out there that are using Nomi that are into that thing of like kind of what this Nomi Hub could be, um, and I know I've never really talked about it much, but the whole premise is is it's basically a CouchDB application that's running, uh, a couch server that can you connect to and you can sync and basically scan your, uh, you know, my, my fantasy is is that you scan a QR code. You set it up on your app, shows you a QR code, you take Nomi to it, you scan the QR code, it sets it up, and it just starts syncing the data. And then from the Nomi app, you could ins maybe install plugins, you could put, you know, things, and that, that's running Node at the low level on the server side, meaning that you can actually do, like, you know, go and scrape, you know, the weather channel and pull that data in and push it into, uh, uh, into the Nomi hub, which will then get sunk with the, the device. So that still gives us that opportunity. And those dude, people who are just like hardcore developers, you'll just be able to go, you want to use uh, IBM's Cloudant and just set up IBM's Cloudant and sync to it and do whatever you want to do there. You'll totally be able to do that. So <sighs> horrific scary time because I thought that the whole sinking thing was going to be dead but that's what's exciting about this and that's why I like it not being a real like a real business is that you know if this was a real business I'd be I mean like like oh but it's not and I get to explore ideas and I get to think through things and anyway so I'm I'm excited uh, I'm 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 hopeful that this block thing is going to work or block stack thing is going to work stacks storage thing is going to work and if it works i think that we might build a marketplace maybe crazy ass idea throwing it out there i don't know if it's going to happen i'm okay saying these things without it being ever really manifesting but how cool would it be to be able to say shit i've got five years of sleep data i want to sell that and you could just click and be like, put it in the marketplace. Nomi could figure out kind of like what the value of it is recommended. You can adjust it and you put it out in the marketplace. And then a company or whoever's doing a sleep analysis or whatever can come in and they can buy it. And you get paid in 
STX tokens. That would be pretty fucking cool. And we could totally do this where the data is completely anonymized, right? Because here's the biggest secret with anonymizing data is that the anytime you allow a user to write something freeform where they can just bang on their keyboard, problem. Because they can say, hey, Jeremy, my second cousin who lives in Nebraska, uh, you know, right there, boom, they, uh, personal data. Uh, and then geolocation. Anytime an application actually, like, knows specifically you're at this lat this long. Because when you have, like, four or five of those, you can kind of pinpoint who this person is. Besides those points, a date and time and a how long you slept, that is pretty anonymous. Unless we're talking some weird stuff that I can't think of. And maybe that's out there, and if it is, let me know. But, uh, throw that up there, get paid, you know, and, and we literally now, like, start kind of controlling what data we give, what data we don't. So, anyway, that was another thing that I was kind of kicking around. And uh, then to finish this all up, if you want to know the truth about how long I have been a developer, that was one that came up multiple times. And the answer is, I don't know, I don't actually consider myself a developer. Um, I, I develop because I want to create things and um, I can get paid to help companies figure out how to build new things. And so what I've kind of turned my my uh, career into is that uh, companies always have these ideas. They're not exactly sure how to get them done. And it's usually because of bureaucracy and just structure and that teams don't kind of communicate cross-channel. For me, I've always kind of loved design. I love development. I love product. And I can never really pick which one of those three that I am. And I don't need to anymore. I don't care. Like, I, I will develop. If there's not a developer out there who will be able to build this, then I'll do it is usually how I approach it. If there's not a designer who's better, then I'll design it, you know. And usually um, I've got now my design and my developer friends, you know, I've got them pretty well positioned for my full-time job that, you know, they're better than me in all those regards and I can kind of just help make things happen. Um, when it comes to know me, though, it's just me. So I pretty much just do all the design and all the development and it's okay because it, it helps me do what I do. Anyway, my dad taught me like how to do basic uh, when I was like eight and I'm 40 some five years old. Well, I'm 44. And I've been, you know, using code pretty much ever since, but I don't really consider myself a very good developer. Uh, I'd probably be more design uh, and product than development. But then again, you keep doing this, you know, year over year over year. And now you're doing it for 25 years. Like, hardcore yeah i think you just kind of inherently get good better at it so um i'd say 25 years professionally tw no not 25 years 20 yeah yeah 19 um but it was rough back then it was more design stuff it wasn't like real development stuff i'm again i'm not really a developer you know there's a lot of people out there who like are hardcore developers i love working with them I can talk it, but, you know, like when I'm doing my development stuff, it's a nightmare because I just screw up nonstop. And so I've got to go through like all this iterative, I mean, like a hyper iterative process. Again, just going through and getting this sync thing work. I mean, it, it must have taken me, I don't know, five, 
five, six, seven hundred like saves. <laughs> just okay, that didn't work. That didn't work. That didn't work. It took me at least five different project setups from scratch, you know, just trying, okay, well, maybe with this combo of webpack and this thing, you know, and all that. And it was just like, I'm doing roll up here. Okay. I was like, oh, all right, I'm going to try snowpack here because, and, and, uh, you know, it, ugh, just so much. So again, I, I do it because I can get shit done that way, but I don't really like, no, I, if you need somebody to build something, um, I can help you figure out what we're building how to build it and uh, what it should ultimately look like and run like. Um, but then you want to have like the pros come in and actually do the coding. So that was the question. That's the answer. And that's our 20 minutes, my friends. Thank you for listening. If you've actually made it this far and uh, let's keep our fingers crossed with this because I would hate to see, um, I'd hate to see this change. Uh, let's talk about worst case scenario before I bail. Uh, worst case scenario being if the data model thing doesn't work with Blockstack, um, then I'll have to go and rethink the, the, the data model again. And most likely what I would do is I would take what Nomi 5 does, but instead of the week, it's now going to be at the day level. And, and add another layer of um, caching, because the one thing, okay, so fuck the 20 minutes here. I'm going to tell you something from a developer standpoint. If you're interested in this, if you're not interested in the technology side, bail, get out of here. If you're interested in the technology side, here's the thing that I figured out that actually can, why why PouchDB can now be so much faster than it was before. So in Nomi 2, Nomi 1, Nomi 2, you uh, the events, you basically actually had two two entire databases for events. One was by time. So, uh, and if you don't know the way that CouchDB works is you can really uh, abuse your time, uh, your keys. And it's, excuse me, it's got a very efficient uh, key management. So you can basically say if a key starts here and it ends here and then sort by those keys and whatnot. And so you can actually like make your keys have like dates in them and, and different kinds of uh, data points. And you can then kind of filter and sort on those data points. And so with Nomi's notes, and since everything's just stored in like, a, you know, when you're writing your note or you're even just hitting a single button, it just comes out to be a single data point in a note, right? Hash tag slept, you know, either in seconds or it's going to be, you know, a zero eight colon zero eight zero eight, whatever. Yeah. Uh, when you and when you read the 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 require not the the documentation of PouchDB, it says abuse the IDs. Um, so so what I've done is the ID comes out to be the date and uh, that that event happened slash then a comma separated list of all of the trackables. So sleep comma or hashtag sleep comma, uh, you know, whatever, whatever else, mood, uh, blah, 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 blah. Here's why it's cool. Because, oh, and the values are in there as well. So none of the note, like, you know, if you've, I, I ran to grandma's house, that gets just cut out. That's not saved in the ID because we don't need that where we really shouldn't save that. So this ID, though, though, has every other tag in it with its values. And so that means you can say, hey, pouch, give me just the keys, for between here and here. 
and it can go and it'll just give you all of that from the index and it doesn't have to go and parse all of the actual text that's part of the whole note document. And then you take that data, you parse it, and now you have quick access to the actual raw information. And so it's actually way faster and so you can process a year's worth of data really quickly. Um, so anyway, I don't even remember how we got to this point, but that's why I'm excited about, uh, uh about bringing pouch. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So with Nomi, uh, one and, uh, one though, and two, you had both, uh, I, I sorted both by tracker and by date. So you had these two databases, um, and it was really inefficient. This one's turned out to be super efficient. And so I, I am, I'm super excited that this is going to work. But man, I keep telling myself it's not, just so I'm not let down. <laughs> um, and if it doesn't work again, I don't know what Plan B will be. Um, like I said, was, uh, I guess maybe that's where we were going. Sorry, I'm pumped. My brain's going a thousand miles a minute. <sighs> anyway, there we go. That's where I'm going to stop it, and I'll keep you posted on what the progress of all this is. All right, my friends, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>